0: Welcome to the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Nilsson, speaker, author, and yes, life coach. We live in a noisy world with a million external influences vying for our attention. This is the space where we can quiet the noise, sort out our thoughts through honest conversation, and discover what it looks like to take aligned, faith filled action in a world of endless possibilities. Hello, hello! Welcome back. If you're here for the first time, welcome, and hopefully you are a frequent flyer here at the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. In which case, welcome back. I would love to hear from you. What is resonating with you? What are you loving? What is God saying to you? At the crux of it all, that's why we're here: is to just trust that the Lord is. He's got something for you. He's got something he wants to say to you. He's got plans and purposes he's inviting you into what are those things and that's where we that's where we sit at this exploration space in this podcast i want to shout out to hides 21 for leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. It just blesses me so much. And I know it it, it helps people find the show. So this person writes that this is a must listen podcast, five stars. Yes. Thank you so much. And hides 21 writes, this podcast is so amazing. Double exclamation point. As is Megan. Oh, thank you. She is real, authentic, honest, and so connected with God. This is what we need right now. I couldn't say enough about Megan, her books, her business, and this podcast. So, thank you, Heights 21. You have made my day. And I'm just overjoyed to hear this review. And let me just tell you this starting this podcast has been really the culmination of a dream. I love to speak and write and communicate. Hopefully that is pretty clear to you by this point. And I have thought about launching a podcast for quite some time. I just never knew what would it be about and what would I say and what would I call it and why would people care? And so I want to share something with you. If you have a little spark or a big bonfire in your heart that says, I want to start a podcast, if you feel like you have a message to share via a podcast, I want you to listen up right now because my very good friend and my personal podcast coach, Kristen Chadwick, is launching her podcast bootcamp from idea to launch starting August 3rd, 2023. And it is an eight week group coaching program that's going to help you go from your idea, this little spark of an idea to start of starting a podcast to launching your dream podcast. I'm telling you in eight weeks, you are going to go from idea to launch. And I have, drumroll, please, a very exciting announcement because I am actually going to partner with her and be one of the coaches inside this podcast bootcamp. So I went through this podcast bootcamp myself several months ago. I launched this podcast that you are listening to In the beginning of April, and it has been so amazing, and this is finally coming to fruition, and I'm so excited. So i I'm pleading with you right now: if you have thought about starting a podcast, and you listen to podcasts, and you think I could do this, I have a message to share. I have something that will help someone. If I put it out into the world this way, I want you to go to her website, Podcast Bootcamp from ideatolaunch.com. Again, that's podcast bootcamp from idea2launch. ideatolaunch.com. There are several different packages that you can choose from. You can read all about it right there. Go do that. Don't let Don't let one more day go by without you pursuing your dream and hopping into this space. It's been amazing and I could not have done it. I probably would not have done it without this group of people, without this coaching. And I'm excited to come alongside Kristen. She is the expert in the podcast space and she has invited me in to to walk with you as you dream about this to help coach through what is God calling you to talk about? What could that look like? Are there some limiting beliefs or some mindset roadblocks that are in your way? And every one of you that signs up for this podcast boot camp gets a call with me, a one-on-one coaching call. It will be so exciting. So there you go. There's my plug for that. Today, what I want to do is dive into How this idea of beautiful exchange journaling. So, again, if you've been around the podcast for any length of time, you know that I am walking through at a very high level my newest book, Untangled Faith, How Honest Conversations with God Lead to Deeper Connections, Clarity, and Peace. Yes, the book and the journal are out on Amazon.com. Enough said, you can go find it there. But when we position ourselves to hear from God in this way, how do we start? what do we do? So I've mentioned this before. Sometimes it is daunting to open up to a blank page, or if you're a typer, open up on your computer and there's this cursor just blinking at you. And if you're anything like me, sometimes your brain might freeze up and you're like, I don't know what to write about. I have no ideas. Or you have so many ideas, you have no idea where to start. If you're going to journal something and ask God, I mean, the list could be a mile long. And you're like, well, I could spend all day journaling about these things. So how do we start? How do we anchor ourselves in that space? And I want to give you three ways that you can start a very effective, very profound journaling practice. Number one, get rooted in scripture. Again, if nothing else, I hope that this podcast will revive your interest in the word of God, in the Bible. So many people ask me, Megan, I don't know, how do I hear God's voice? How do you know if it's it's his voice or my voice? I would say, How do you learn a new language? How do you learn a language? You have to begin to read and write in that language. You have to begin to speak with people who speak that language and they teach you, hey, this is how you say it in this language. The language of God is very similar. So you open up your Bible, you begin to read scripture, and you begin to embed in your brain, in your heart, in your mind, what the voice of God sounds like. Who is this Jesus? What is his character? Why? Who is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? It's all housed in scripture. So number one, when you start this transformative practice, get rooted in scripture. Number two, you're going to record the key message. So we're going to I'm going to talk a little bit about how you read a passage and then begin to journal what's coming up for you. And then number three, it's recognize God's goodness. When you start from a place of gratitude, everything changes. I love this quote by Zig Ziglar. He says, gratitude is the healthiest of all human emotions. There you go. I didn't know we had kind of a healthy chart, a healthy eating chart on the, on the, the sphere of emotions, but here you go. It's gratitude. That's the nourishing, healthiest for you. That's the superfood of emotions, if you will. He says, the more you express gratitude for what you have, the more likely you will have even more to express gratitude for. He's bringing about this concept that gratitude begets gratitude and thankfulness begets thankfulness. So if you begin to shift your perspective into a place of thankfulness, looking for God's hand at work in your life, whether it's the smallest little detail or the biggest thing, you begin to shift your perspective to recognize him. So I am curious how many of you out there are gardeners or green thumbs. I tip my hat to you if you are. (laughs) I am not a gardener by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, we have these three very lovely garden beds in our backyard that my husband built with these like old railroad ties. They're very cool. And if you were to walk in my backyard right now, you would see nice cut grass because my husband takes care of the lawn. We even have some flowers. Okay, again, I, I, I go to Home Depot and I buy like the the bucket, like the bouquet in a box that you just like cut the plastic off of and you plunk it into your into your flower pot. That's that's how I garden. And if you looked at those beautiful garden beds, you would see you would see weeds. You would see tons of weeds. You would see anything left over that we've planted in years past. Probably there's going to be a stock of corn. Lettuce is bananas. It just grows like crazy. And then the rabbits jump in there and they eat it. My point is I am not a green thumb. And so, but listen, in my defense, I live in Colorado. It's very hard to garden here. And if you're from Colorado and you love to garden and you found the secret sauce, God bless you. I was going to say, reach out to me and tell me how to do that. But that's just a waste of time because I probably wouldn't do it anyway. But I do know this, even though I'm not a botanist, I really don't know much about plant life. One thing I do know is that a healthy root is paramount. It is so important to the flourishing and the longevity of a plant. So the primary function of a tree's root system is threefold. This I learned. The roots anchor the tree into the ground. The roots absorb the water and the minerals from the ground, from the soil, for nutrients. That's its nourishment. And then the roots store food reserves for future use. So, you know, the tree can cash it in on a rainy day or really a not so rainy day in the plant world, right? So roots are important. And I love this analogy because I believe that as kingdom people, as followers of Jesus, we have this choice as to whether we want to deepen our roots and get anchored in the kingdom nutrients of Christ or not. What is your what do you choose today? What do you want to do if you feel like you're in a place where the the waves and the winds of the world the contrary winds are coming at you and you feel like you are about to topple over, I wonder how deep are your roots? Because the deeper the roots are, The sturdier the tree will be, the sturdier the person will be. And we, even though we don't live in a lush climate, we live in a windy climate. So every once in a while, those winds come rushing down the mountains to, you know, 80, 90, 100 miles an hour. And you better believe that some of the biggest trees are the ones that fall over because their root systems are a mile wide and basically an inch deep, right? So what does your root system look like right now? That's what we want to start in the beginning of this practice. So in the Beautiful Exchange journaling experience, the first and most important step to take is to shift your attention from the noise and the distraction of the world. You're going to quiet your spirit and you're going to anchor your soul in a short passage of scripture, just a verse or a verse or two. And when you read this verse you marinate in it you read it once you read it twice and then you think okay what is god saying to me in this verse so for example when i open the journal and i open up to page 1 if i was going to start journaling today if you're going to start journaling today this is the the passage that you would find isaiah 43 verses 1 and 2 it says now this is what the lord says the one who created you, Jacob, and the one who formed you, Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you and the rivers will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched and the flame will not burn you. That's Isaiah 43 verses one and two. How beautiful is that in two verses. It's a power packed message. So you get rooted straight out of the gates in a passage of scripture because first and foremost, that's how we hear God's voice. And then step number two in this journaling process is to go back over that message and record what do you notice you begin to flex those spiritual muscles. You begin to open up your receptive antenna to hear what God is saying. So what kingdom truth is God highlighting to you in this passage? So for example, in this one, you might really be struck by a word or phrase. He says, do not fear. Maybe that's what the Holy Spirit is highlighting to you. Maybe you are in a place where you are afraid and you're anxious and you're worried and the Holy Spirit is saying, the first thing that I want to say to you is do not fear. Maybe some of you are wondering, does God love me? Does he see me? What is my worth in this world? I'm feeling worthless and nobody really cares. And I don't know what my purpose is anyway. But the very next phrase is, I have redeemed you. I have called you by name and you are mine. Maybe you are in a place where that speaks to you today. You need to know that God sees you and he's called you by name and you are his. His. Or maybe you are going through trials of many kinds. You know that God loves you. Your roots are deep. You've walked with him for so long, but the, the waves of this world are crashing over you and you're getting bad news and thing after thing is happening and you're wondering where is God in this? And maybe what speaks to you today is when he says, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. The rivers will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scared. Scorched and you will not be burned. Do you see how the the myriad of options you have when you're reading scripture? This same two verses can hit any of you that are listening right now in very different ways. So you get to check in with the Holy Spirit, prime that pump, and ask God, what is He saying to you? And then the third thing you're going to do after you've read the passage and you begin to write down what God is highlighting to you is you will shift into a posture of gratitude. We cultivate thankfulness. We come to this practice knowing that God is good, that he's working in our lives, even if we don't feel it, even if we don't see it, we know that he's working. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like there's a worship song in there right there. I feel like, I was probably saying that at church the other day. And so we come, the third thing that you're gonna do is you're gonna recognize the good things. James 1 reminds us that every good and perfect gift is from above it coming down from the father of lights who does not change like shifting shadows. So you are going to write three things that you are thankful for in a given day. It could be a hot cup of coffee. It could be the sun on your face. It could be a college graduate. I don't know what it is for you, but you're going to identify three things that you're grateful for because complaining about life is a cheap form of therapy. Complaining, we, we get some kind of kickback. We get some kind of ROI when we complain because somehow we believe that when we air our grievances with the world, that other people will feel your pain. They will placate you. They will justify your anger. But processing our feelings is important. God gave us emotions. Emotions aren't bad, right? We, but but which emotions do we want to allow space and residency in our life that will drive us forward? Again, back to the top of this podcast, I was talking about Zig Ziglar says that gratitude is the healthiest of all emotions. So we're shifting from anxiety, worry, fear, stress, into thankfulness, receptivity that God is with us. So those are the three things you're going to do each time you come to this practice. You're going to anchor your soul in a passage passage of scripture and root yourself in his presence. Then you are going to record what feels important to you in those verses. What specifically is God highlighting to you as a message that you need to know in that moment? And then thirdly, recognize his current and active presence in your life. Write down three things that you are thankful for. So we have an opportunity every day to make wise decisions. Every day you can decide how you're gonna show up if you want to water those roots so that they grow deep in your faith, they grow deep in the spirit of Jesus, or if you are going to neglect them. Again, I live in a very dry climate Now, the funny thing is Colorado is actually one of four states that's out of drought right now, if you can believe it. We've had so much rain this summer. It's bonkers. It's amazing, actually. But generally speaking, we don't have a lot of rain. And so we spend a lot of time with the hose, with the garden hose, watering those flowers outside because if we do not water them every day, they will die. Are you watering Your spiritual roots? Are you watering your spiritual health right now? It's going to be very clear. If you feel like you're dying on the vine, I wonder and I want to ask you when is the last time that you took some time to just be alone with the Lord, to be alone with the Father, asking Jesus to speak over your life and come and connect with Him? I feel like the answer to that question for you is going to tell you a lot about the state of your soul, the state of the roots of your spiritual roots. So I want to read this passage to you. It's Colossians chapter two, verses six and seven. And Paul writes this, he says, now that you have welcomed the anointed one, Jesus, the Lord into your lives, continue to journey with him and allow him to shape your lives I love this because I'm many people who listen to this podcast. You are, you have welcomed the Lord Jesus into your life. At some point, you have said, Lord, I don't want to be the Lord of my life. I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want to follow you. That's who I'm talking to right now. And then he writes, Let your roots grow down deeply in him and let him build you up on a firm foundation. If you don't believe me, believe Paul because he's saying, continue to journey with the Lord, allow him to shape your life. Are you allowing the Lord to shape your life right now? Again, what does that look like to allow the Lord to shape your life? It means to release, to be open, to be asking questions, not telling him what you want or telling him what you need, assuming that he's silent. If you wonder what does it look like to allow the Lord to shape my life, I want you to go back and listen to any of the podcasts that I have previously recorded because I go after this pretty much every time. What does it look like to live in that place of exchange where you are opening your hands, opening your heart and saying, Lord, I've tried it my way. I've tried to push this agenda through. I've tried to just rattle my way through life and it's not working. Lord, what do you have for me? Because whatever you have for me is going to be better. It's going to be good. It's going to be filled with your plans and purposes. Allow him to shape your life. Let your roots grow down deeply in him so that you can build a firm foundation. In these verses, Colossians chapter two, verses six and seven, I'm reading from the voice translation, by the way, Paul lays out a basic blueprint for kingdom living. If you wonder, if you want to simplify this to its most basic concept, he, this is what Paul is telling us. Number one, journey with Jesus. Make him Lord and Savior over your life. Number two, allow him to then shape your life. If you have submitted to him, if you have said, you are Lord of my life, what does it look like to allow him to shape your life and be your guide? Number three, let your roots grow down deeply in him. How do you grow your roots? How are you watering and nourishing your roots? Are you an active community of believers? Are you spending time in the word? Are you praying? Again, this is not a checklist so that you can be like, well, I have checked off the list and now I can just go do my own thing. No, this is a blueprint for living that will give you the ultimate nourishment so that you won't be toppled over by the waves and the winds of this world, no matter what happens. Number four, let him build you up on a firm foundation. So once those roots grow deep, You have that firm foundation. You've built your house on the rock. He is going to build you up. You will have experience after experience. He will be inviting you into his plans and purpose to collaborate with him, to bring about kingdom activity, to bring about life and joy and peace and beauty and wisdom into this world. You get to now go and do life with him. Number five, be strong in faith. Paul tells us that just as you were taught. And when you do these things, when you journey with Jesus, you allow him to shape your life. You let your roots grow down deep in him. You let him build you on a firm foundation. You will be strong in faith. And then what? This circle of life is coming back. You will spill over with thankfulness. Thankfulness is the key. That's what's going to shift you into that new place. So when you can become humbly malleable and you strengthen yourself with the nutrients of Jesus and recognize the light of his blessing, then things begin to align. They begin to work themselves out in a kingdom way. So pay attention right now. What is the Holy Spirit quickening in your spirit? What is he quickening your spirit about is it a relationship? Is it your job? Is it where you live? Is it how you live? Is it who you live with? Is it a book that you need to write, a podcast that you need to start? What? When you are super honest in just the, the core of your soul, when you're laying down in your bed at night, thinking your own private thoughts, when you are opening up your journal, what is the Holy Spirit quickening in your spirit? Is it... What is he calling you into that you know in your heart of hearts he's calling you into? And for you to not do it would be neglecting your own soul, would be neglecting what God has put into, into you to bring to the world. It's a biggie. It's a big end. If you have something that you are wrestling with right now that you're like, oh my gosh, Megan, you are speaking to me and all of a sudden your heart is pounding and you might be sweating just a little bit and you're like, there is something that the Holy Spirit is quickening in my heart. If you find someone to talk to, that's what I want to say. And if that person is me, fantastic. You can go to my website. I've told you this before, meganbnilson.com. Schedule a curiosity call. I would love to hear what is the Holy Spirit quickening in your heart and how do you you know what to do next. I would love to support you and hear about that on your journey. So I'm going to leave you with this beautiful quote by one of my favorite authors, John O'Donohue. I've mentioned him on this podcast before, and he says this, "There is a quiet light that shines in every heart. It draws no attention to itself, though it is always secretly there. It is what illuminates our minds to see beauty." our desire to seek possibility, and our hearts to love life. So you have a quiet light that shines in you. It is drawing no attention to itself, but it is secretly there and it is illuminating your mind to see beauty around you, to seek possibility and to love life. What possibility lays before you today? What possibility. Get real with it. Get honest with it. Find somebody to tell because the minute you put that out into the light, then that's where it grows. That's what plants need water. They need nourishment and they need sunlight. So what is the Lord put in your heart? How is he asking you to to just nurture that, to steward that, to bring it to the light and see what he does with it? Let him make it grow. That's what he does best. All right. I love you guys. And I can't wait to, to jump into the next step of this process next week. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode challenged or inspired you, I would be honored if you would rate it and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts so others can hang out with us too. If you'd like to connect at a deeper level, you can find me on Instagram at Megan underscore nilsen or head to my website, meganbnilson.com and schedule a free curiosity and connection call. Let's keep the conversation going.